Did you know that Joe Pesci has it's an close, album so called It's called My Cousin Vinny Sings to You? It is the Thank funniest God. thing in the whole world. And Linda, my stepmom, had it, and like she, she wouldn't let me listen to it at first because I found it when I was like fifteen. Right. But it's it's hilarious. Okay. You need to find it. Needs a strong word for that album. Okay, Richie needs to find it. All right. Does he though? Yeah, it does. Tim. Timothy. Timothy. Yeah. Welcome to Brose. Shield your home. The Brose Shield. <laughs> my name is Matt Casnell, and joining me as they always do are my bros and Rose. To my right, Mr. Rich Sweeten. Hey guys. To my left-ish, across from me, reporting live from Westchester, Pennsylvania. Malvern, Pennsylvania now. Mr. Tim Hansen. Yeah, I'm in Westchester. Hello! And to my left, filling in our our, our utility bro off the bench. Mr. Vince Guida. You can just call me Scott Kingery. You're not nearly that good looking, Vinny. Come on. Sean, Ru- Sean Rodriguez. Oh, God. <laughs> Jeez, Sean Rodriguez. He pitched a perfect inning. He plays and third a, base. Exactly. <laughs> my point. He sucks, man. It's the first good thing he's done. So I, I'm going to immediately get in my plug for my other podcast, the Keystone Coast to Coast podcast. And the only Pirates take that my co-host Eddie Provident from Pittsburgh had last year was holy shit we need to get Sean Rodriguez off of this team <laughs> that was his only take and then we picked him up well, and it was like what's cruel irony were they actually like playing him date they played him day? a lot and he well, was at like 130 well that's the problem <laughs> alright we're off on the baseball tangent immediately here on Brose well known as a baseball uh, podcast as we all know actually we talk more football striking out here we man. talk a lot of football striking out a lot here get on the that hole in one okay uh yeah yeah we're knocking a few home ones bowl a strike with us here on the brose podcast available on apple podcast google podcast stitcher spotify soundcloud tune in and anywhere else you get podcasts including uh espn we're on espn's uh, plus app now congratulations yes, we did it we did it no i don't know <laughs> Uh, but if you want to send a question to the show, you want to send it to brosequestions at gmail.com. It's the best email to get us the questions that we answer from you. Because the premise of this show Cheers. is to answer questions from you, the audience, and from the uh, the loved ones in our lives about life, the universe, and everything. Um, before we get to the questions, though, and before we get to the wines that we're drinking, uh, we, we ask frequently during the show, you know, after we've answered a question, you know, these are... You know, although we mo- we mostly give the correct answers on this show, generally questions generally correct. Um, there is Except some for Vince. There's some wiggle. Yeah, Vince hasn't gotten a question right yet. I'm always right. Okay, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so there's there's this little wiggle room. It's typically uh, a, a subjective uh, type of of question that we get, and so we ask you typically, hey, what do you think? You know, what do you guys think is the best uh, food to build a house out of? Um, what do you guys think of Mayor Pete Buttigieg? So. We solicit them every time we ask a question, and you can always send them to us at brosequestions at gmail.com or hit us up on Twitter at brose underscore podcast uh, or Facebook. And we got some listener comments this week from listener Brian Everett. Um, specifically, this is a response to the Freaky Friday question. I believe that question was, uh, who would you Freaky Friday with? Yes. Um, 
I'd Freaky Friday with, specifically, 2004-2005 Billy Joe Armstrong. It's been cool to experience the explosion of worldwide fandom from maybe, sorta, kinda existing, post-warning, to the epic American idiot. Plus, all that happened right when iPods and downloading really got going, so it would have been pretty darn cool to review the charts, look sick AF in Guyliner, and take over the US and Europe at the same time. Uh, so, interesting pick. I would never have thought of Billy Joe Armstrong circa American Idiot, but it's a cool idea. Yeah, I, I actually, I dig, I don't know though, like, what he went through to make American Idiot was, because they had an album made that got stolen from right. him, and then he locked himself in a room for like three days and wrote American Idiot. Mm-hmm. I did not know that. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, Me God knows what he was going through, like, during the actual release mm-hmm. of that album that, like... Mm-hmm. It's an interesting take. I, I I understand it, but I don't really know if I'd want to do it myself. I think I'd prefer like the Dookie era Billy Joe Armstrong because then you've got like that youthful abandon. Like it's cool to like have like the resurgence of your career, but I think the first time you get that taste of that success, I think I, w- I would be interested in, yeah. in having that. Um, but yeah, okay. Um, and then the next question is um, regarding our question about um, foot and mouth moments that we've had. Uh, and Brian Everett also has. Uh, once upon a time, Chris Christie wanted to eliminate Rutgers Camden and merge it with Rowan University. We had a town hall at Rowan University campus, and I chose to ask the chancellor a question. And I wanted to sort of criticize Christie about being bossy, but somehow, so, but something to the order of, quote, why is he going to throw his weight around? Dot, dot, dot. <laughs> <laughs> and this whole room of seriously concerned professors and students laughed because Christie was very large. He, he spells it out for you. Chris Christie had a lot of weight on him in 2011, and I wanted to die. Um, so, all right, I mean. That's fucking yeah. great. I don't know if that's a foot and mouth moment. That seems like just a great piece of, uh, a good piece of prose, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. Did, did he, like, accidentally say that? I think... I would like because I would say that on purpose. In my like ideal that, world, that's like a yeah, Freudian but, slip. <laughs> yeah, like that's just like a, that's yeah. just well executed. Yeah, that's what that is. Like I have a big problem with Chris Christie. There's no way around it. Like something like that. Um, like I don't know. Like it's just. Yeah, I like I, it because it's like what, your version is like it could be interpreted that way, but it's mm-hmm. not on the nose enough. Vince throwing you, his weight around is. Perfect. It's very it's very on point. Like you yes. can't you literally cannot get around that. Um, Vince, do you remember when um, the Rex Rex Ryan, the coach of the Jets, uh, it was revealed that he and his wife had participated in a bunch of foot fetish videos? I kind of remember. Do you remember that. this? Yeah. yeah. And so they they had a press conference he foots with the bill. Yeah, he does foot the bill. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so, but the, um, but there was a press conference that was one of the Patriots wide receivers, Wes Welker held a press conference and it was ahead of their matchup with the Jets. And he just said like, listen, you know, we really got to get to the foot of the matter on this. And he made like 67 oh, yeah, no, foot I do, puns. I remember that because <laughs> I think on SportsCenter that day, they like edited, they did a super edit yeah. so that every single joke he made was condensed into like 60 seconds. It was so good. I mean, when it's stuff That's like beautiful. that, you just got to lean into it. Absolutely. You put one foot in front of the other yeah, and you just walk out the door. Yeah, yeah. We, you have to make the heel turn. Exactly. You know, into being the villain. So it's a wrestling thing. Yeah, no, I, I got it. Okay. I couldn't think of one. That's why I was had that. Oh, you're, oh okay. <laughs> that's why I looked like an idiot right then, because I was trying to think of one. And I that's couldn't. fine. It wasn't. No, that. that's just your face. <laughs> Shut up, Tim. You're uh, mean. Let's talk about the wine. I can't even drinking. see you. That's the best part. Uh, so, Matt, what are you drinking? Uh, it's funny you should ask, Rush. So, the wine that I'm drinking, as Vince stares uh, <laughs> creepily, <laughs> creepily into the camera uh, looking at Tim, I'm drinking Mimi. 
en Provence. Uh, it's a Cote de Provence wine, uh, and uh, I don't actually see any tasting notes on it, uh, but it's fine. It is a perfectly Braveridge wine. Uh, I, you know, if anybody else was drinking this wine, they might have a different opinion, but honestly, just based on my taste buds, eh, pretty middle of the road. Tim, what are you drinking? Um, I'm glad you asked. I am drinking uh, Mimi. It's a Cote de Provence wine. Mimi, huh? It's, uh, oh, let me look at my label again it, real quick. It, it doesn't look like there's any tasting notes on it. And uh, I, I'd say it's pretty middle of the road. I'd middle give it a average. It's, it, it's okay. You said there's no tasting notes on it, right? Yeah. Hmm. I, 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 this is... I feel like you, the I, tasting he, note is that Mimi is a nickname in the is a provincial nickname. Interesting for somebody named Muriel. I, I think you guys have the same wine. No, no, we, no. We plan this. Will you, will, you, will you please be quiet? I'm trying to figure out if I have the same wine as we, we plan these weeks ahead of time so that yeah. we don't have the same wine. All right. No, no, no. Matt has Mimi. I have my my. Ah, oh, that's it. There we go. That's it. Now, now they just both better. happen to have glass butt plugs as a uh, <laughs> Here we go. Uh, Here we go. Vince, what are you drinking? <laughs> I am drinking Rossitello. It's a rosé sweet um, Italian wine. Tasting notes. From Italian vineyards comes Rossitello rosé, offering refreshing sweet notes of ripe strawberries and fresh juicy cherries. I like it because it's delicious. And I love delicious wine. Those are the tasting notes on it. It's delicious. <clears throat> yeah. Those are my uh, Ron Swanson-esque tasting notes. <laughs> I, I think like Ron Swanson would be insulted by you. Tastes like a nice By pine. you using his name to compare, talk about rosé. <laughs> but okay. Uh, Rich, you're not drinking rosé. No, I'm not. This is actually my birthday session. Uh, my birthday is in August. Yeah. Woo. There you go. Um, so I am a beer man full and through and mm-hmm. ever since I had celiac I, I couldn't really drink beer but I found I found a few good gluten-free beers and the one I have right now is uh, New Grist. Okay. It is a gluten-free beer. It is brewed from Lakefront Brewery in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. There are no tasting notes because beer doesn't have tasting notes. Nope. But I did bring some more gluten-free beer fun facts. The first international gluten-free beer festival was held in February 2006 in Chesterfield, United Kingdom, as a joint enterprise between the campaign shit, between the campaign for real ale. That's it. All right, that's all I got. So noted. Gluten-free beer festival since 2006. <laughs> I like the I, I like the one where Germany doesn't believe in your beer. Yeah, yeah Germany doesn't believe in my beer. <laughs> yeah, like it's just I it's not, it's beer, not it's beer. It's not beer. It's not beer. Apparently. Saki. All right. Rich. I mean, basically, it's got like Get a sweet me. flavor. I like it. Rich, you've got some questions in your head. Yeah, I've got a, I've got an envelope with uh, two wine glasses on it. Mm-hmm. On the back, it asks, "Who is very handsome, is always amazing, and just had a baby?" Mm-hmm. It's Prince Harry. Surely it's Sean. O- uh, no, it's Prince Harry. See, I was thinking, obviously, it was Sean O'Brien, co-host of the Brose Podcast. No, no, I thought it was me and this baby. I'm like, <laughs> no, obviously, it's Prince Harry. It's Prince Harry. Mm-hmm. I mean, he is yeah. very handsome. Prince Harry, noted fan of the show. Yeah. Uh, Rich, uh, shout out Prince Harry. I'm totally tagging him on Twitter. <laughs> also a quarterback for uh, the Philadelphia Eagles. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what is our first question? Rich? All right. So first question, I'm going to start with this big boy right here. Um, you've pr- oh boy. <laughs> Use your words. Here we go. Sound it out. Open you've your mouth. Pr- you've Say previously what? discussed your favorite Muppets on the show. <laughs> 
Yes. That's one way of calling it. I'm saying it. Well, no, we we did the Muppet tattoo and we also discussed our favorite Muppets. Both things happened. Um, Okay. I've always loved the Swedish chef myself. He's hard to not love. However, if you made the Swedish chef nearly any other ethnicity. Oh, I knew this was coming. It would be a hate crime. Like, just imagine the Chinese chef on the Muppet show. (laughs) That would never fly. What's up with that? It's the same joke, right? It's neither here nor there, I guess. Just a weird observation. Love, Alex Casnell. I had a feeling that that was going to be him. Um, I mean... It's a valid point, and my only response to that is all I heard when you were saying that is... (laughs) Um, It's... I mean, it's... You it's because they're another white person. Let's just yeah. say what it is. Yeah, it's it is. Yeah. It's because they're another white person. And but it's you could also, easily make it an Irish chef. Yeah. White people. Yeah. It, it, right. It, it's just it's all that, in that only umbrella thing. of like we're still okay with like the Notre Dame fight, fighting Irish's mascot being you know a drunk leprechaun who's trying to fight somebody. Yeah. And like that's but, fine. But it's <laughs> also, me out of this. So the reason is because. If you did it as a Chinese person, it would be racist. If you did it as someone from Jamaica, it would be racist. Mm-hmm. If you did it as another white person, it's not racist. Right. That's fine. That's, that's kind of, kind of, that's the, kind of like the crux of it. Yeah. It's, it continues to be white on white crime in, yeah. that, in that case. And we got to stop that, man. It's true. Yeah. Listen, I, I've, the politician's been saying it for years. <laughs> um, no, I mean... I mean, it, I, th- I feel like it's also maybe kind of a product of its time, like... Doing stuff like that, not saying that if they, when the Muppets were originally created, if they did do one of the other ethnical chefs, Mm -hmm. they would have, might have gotten away with it at that time. Possibly. But then you've got the whole, the story of Apu, Mm -hmm. where it's like, no, you can't do that anymore. Yeah. But it's... Because Swedish chef, like we said, is accepted though. Because mm-hmm. yeah, it's. I also think it's so ridiculous. Yeah, like it's not playing into a stereotype. Like the stereotype is we can't understand you, which is like you know you could have called it like the Norwegian chef and it would have been just fine. Like I, yeah, I know it's not playing off of a stereotype of Swedes. It's just here's a guy from a weird country, quote unquote, and he talks weird and he cooks weird. Like yeah. I, I, the cooking weird is probably like the the more offensive part of it if you're going to draw any sort of offense from it but i mean he doesn't i think it's his whole thing is he just talks weird he doesn't really cook he just throws he things like around cutting the off kitchen. like a, a live chicken like that's yeah. about it <laughs> he's always chasing that catch chicken. it the other thing too is it's like there's no there's no history of people being racist against the swedes whereas you know not that we are aware of <laughs> I'm, I'm not willing yeah. to make that i mean i <laughs> okay fine <laughs> point taken but you know, it's like there's there's a history of being racist against black people, mm-hmm. against Asian people, against yeah. Middle Eastern people. Like there's not, you know, people aren't racist as against Scandinavians. Yeah, that I'm aware of. Yeah, and it's not disenfranchising. Like you're yeah. not getting like somebody from Sweden comes over here, tries to get a like a job, and they're like, oh, you're just like the Swedish chef. Like I, from from my understanding, that is not something that we have had. Tim, do you have any thoughts on the Swedish chef? No, you guys nailed it, and it, it's it's very much like it could be anything mm-hmm. as long as it's white, more or less. Yeah, it's just it's so over the top, like it's not playing a stereotype. Yeah, yeah. So in conclusion, defer to heedy, defer to heedy.
What is our next question? All right. Our next question, if I can actually pick it up. Yeah. Uh, what product would you seriously stockpile if you found out they weren't going to sell it anymore? Diet Dr. Pepper. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I think we've gone over this with the uh, warehouse question. Yes. Warehouse full it's, of warehouses. It's, it's not quite the same question. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah. Um. But yeah, what would I stockpile? Was it food specifically? What, just what just product? What product would you yeah. stockpile? Yeah. <laughs> it it makes me think of the Seinfeld episode with Elaine and the sponges. Oh <laughs> yeah, 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 okay, okay. The the um the 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 um uh what's the word? I can't think of it right now. I, I'm I'm waiting to see what yeah, we come up with. She is stockpiling sponges in this episode. Yeah, though. she's stockpiling okay. sponges. They're yeah, um, you know to clean dishes. Yeah. Birth, birth control. <laughs> that's the word. Like they're they're oh. spermicidal sponges. Oh, okay, 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 okay. And Sponge Baby checking in, by the way. <laughs> Sponge Baby. Um, really? Not that, that effective, obviously. No. <laughs> it's like, here I am. <laughs> so wait, so what's the context? So it's stockpiling if you knew they were never going to make them ever. Yeah, again. so if, if, if they stop producing it now, what would you go buy and stockpile? Yes. I, like, like you said, like Diet Dr. Pepper would yeah, be yeah. a good, like if they said... No more Diet Dr. Pepper, yeah. just regular. I was thinking about where I could make it the answer like gold bars. They just stockpile like, <laughs> like they're not making it anymore, which I mean, I, that's not really how gold bars work, but fine. Um, um, it's a good question. I don't know. Yeah. Is there like a any sort of food product, a consumable, anything that you that you know you would want to hold on to for the rest of your life? Red pepper flakes. Red pepper flakes. Yeah, I can. I, I can see I, that. It I'm is not, my I'm, favorite spice and ingredient in fucking everything. I would never have thought of that, but that's a really interesting pick. Yeah, I, I, I everything I cook, literally everything, has red pepper flakes in it somewhere. Remind me never to eat your brownies. <laughs> okay, all right. <laughs> Just being an asshole. You're like, not no, that's wrong. <laughs> well, brownies is baking. <laughs> He said cooking. All right, here we go. <laughs> All right, maybe I exaggerated a little right. bit, but like if I cook no, chicken... No, but instead, <laughs> nobody is doing the... All right, anyway. <laughs> I made rice put fucking red pepper on that shit. <laughs> I think uh, I'm having such a hard time thinking of something because stuff that I would want, I could easily just like make myself, mm-hmm. like chocolate chip cookies. Sure. <laughs> sure. Well, well, what if... But what if they but, stop producing chocolate chips? Yeah, what you if make your own cacao? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. then I buy all the chocolate chips. All we right. can go with tea. I love drinking tea. Tea, okay. What and kind of? What's your favorite tea? Yeah, like a specific kind, flavor, and brand. Not really a brand, but green tea, definitely. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Green tea. Yeah. I mean, I would just do rose wine, guys. Like, <sighs> here we go on brand. <laughs> Pop out. Sponsors Ooh. love rich sweet. Exactly, Richie. You shouldn't lie to the masses. Nah. Which one, Richie? Which one? Uh, lab. Oh. Clearly, the one that I haven't bought since I had it the one time and it was delicious, and I always think it was about like it. session two. It was yeah. session one. Mm. Oh, <laughs> I was for sure thinking that you were going to go with huevos, huevos, huevos. I can't do huevos. it like he can. I no, can't. he does such a good huevos, huevos, huevos. <laughs> Listen to the podcast. Malo, <laughs> why no es punto? Uh, I can't. You're really... not allowed to back on until you listen to all of the episode. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, it's like 440. Yeah, I'm not going to listen to all of them. Okay. Well, um, then you're not coming back on. That's them's the rules, bro. Yeah, it says right here. It's on the card. Uh, do we have any <laughs> other thoughts on 
this items that we'd hold on to items that we'd buy up if we knew they were never going to make them again no all the computers just regular computers <laughs> i guess you want to go lord on the flies it would be like gasoline <laughs> yeah i just said all the fuel is mine no, and then... we said we couldn't do that with the warehouse we can't do that for this either yeah. <laughs> all right all right fair all right what is the next question all right the next one we've got is uh what's in the trunk of your car right now um emergency roadside kit a broken five wood um some bungee cords some now hiring signs and a golf umbrella i have a set of jumper cables a tire air compressor one of those like um like snow shovels that you can like like the you connect together like it's got a link up in the middle so that you can like break it down and it packs in easier so like in case the car gets snowed in um you can shovel very slowly uh with it and a car vacuum i've got um dnd fifth edition player's handbook dnd fifth edition monster manual dnd mm-hmm. fifth edition xanathar's guide um so what you're saying is you're a nerd. Oh, absolutely. Hold on. I'm not even done yet. A pair of golf shoes, a pair of dress shoes, mm-hmm. uh, like a, a tool kit, just like a small, like mostly screwdrivers and stuff. And then a game called Snake Oil, a game called What the Fish, and I believe one other game in, just on my trunk. Yeah, I'm a nerd. But you use the D&D books to like jack your car up when you need to replace the tire, though. No, no, those things. I would. No, no, no. I mean, yeah, yeah. That's sacrilege. Jesus Christ, Rich. <laughs> Look, I don't know. I forget I forget the rules of improv sometimes. Yeah. Three of the life rafts and you swim away from it. Nope. <laughs> uh, I, would, I would use the game What the Fish if we were getting flooded. Are you going to okay? use it to fight off all the zombies in the zombie apocalypse? Tim, That's what, what the tire iron's for, okay? Uh, okay. Tim, what's in the trunk of your car? Uh, an emergency roadside kit. Normally, there's other shit, but uh, the golf clubs I am storing at Shea Deets okay. at the moment because Lame. I'm switching. Like, I, I uh, Ogre, Martha's dad, Ogre, got a new golf bag, so I'm getting his old golf bag, and he's like, ah, oh, just, I'll, I'll take them, and then I'll switch them out. And I was like, okay. So I have nothing in my trunk, really. Nice. Play of empty space for all the, uh, the stuff that you're going to get when... You know, the, the, they run out of whatever the thing is that you said in the last question. Red pepper flakes. And that one, yeah. <laughs> so many computers in the back of that computers small Tiburon trunk flakes, that yeah. barely Com- fits anything. Computers filled with red pepper flakes. It's Ooh, like, yeah. it's just computer cases. <laughs> it, it, just filled with red pepper flakes. Not even like the guts beautiful. of a computer. It's beautiful. Yeah. Red, red pepper flakes help the, uh, once help the computer die. overclock. It's awesome. <laughs> it's like just super fast. Uh, what is the next question? The next question. Um, we're blowing through these. Mm. What was the first CD you ever purchased yourself? I get wet by Andrew WK. Okay. And I, it's big still... Willie style. Ooh. All right. You I know like that it. bought it at a yard sale. That might be mine. <laughs> he bought it from your yard sales. So yeah, it might be his CD. <laughs> that you have. The first CD I ever bought was definitely at Sam Goody. I know that much. Mm. I don't know what it was though. I think I got mine at Walmart because Andrew W the, the I get wet CD has like the, the face of Andrew WK all bloodied. And I think they put a sticker over it in the <laughs> store. Um, but so you, so you think you also got big Willie style. I don't know if that was the first it was definitely one of the first smash mouth, maybe. Mm. 
Astro Lounge? It might have been Astro Lounge. Richie, what was the first CD you ever bought with your own money? I have no idea. Good call um, on Astro Lounge, though. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I think like one album that I remember Solid. the title. <laughs> the first CD I remember getting was the Titan AE soundtrack. Okay. Um, I don't. I, did, I know I didn't buy that. Mm. Um, I'm trying to just think back to all these CDs I've ever owned, and me personally buying a CD, it might have been like, I don't know. That's. I, I really don't know. Mm. It could be idea. Yeah. I, it could, it, honestly, and this is so far, so late in my life because I only ever got CDs during Christmas. Could have been Leviathan by, by, um, wow. Um, Macedon. Macedon, yeah. Interesting. Okay. I, and I was like 20 at the time. And yeah. like, I always got CDs for Christmas and shit and then started downloading music. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Most yeah. of my CDs were acquired in one way or another. Big Willie Styles, like one of the only ones I remember actually buying. Mm-hmm. Did you guys that, have a bunch? And then, like, Ubistank. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you guys have a bunch of Now CDs growing up, too? No. Yes. I ended up getting those, like, just acquired those <laughs> as, like, gifts or, like, people left them. Like, I, I think we had, I've like, got, like, two, five, and 14. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> we had, yeah, we had, like, Now three, I think, but we only, I'm okay. pretty sure we only ever had one if we did. We had a bunch of them, and I there were a lot of like the Euro pop songs that I was really into, um, and we we also had the one that had uh, Nookie by Limp Biscuit on it, and uh, we weren't allowed to listen to that one after my brother informed my mom what <laughs> the name of the song was. Um, Alex, but uh, but yeah, yeah. So we that was like that was just like the the bulk CD du jour that we seemed to have in the house at all times. Um, yeah, good, good question. I like that. Yeah. I'm like. Yeah, it's it's not. I, I don't think that's a feeling that people are going to have anymore. No. Oh no, absolutely no. not. I mean, no one buys music; they all stream it. Yeah. So, like, I still buy some music. I still, I still buy music. I still do too. Um, I got like, I like a, having hard copies. Yeah. yeah. I I used to. I was for a very long time. I was the person who would actually go out and buy physical mm-hmm. CDs. Mm-hmm. Up until maybe. Now, this doesn't coincide with the fact that I started dating Becky, but mm-hmm. around the time when I started dating, dating Becky, because it got harder and harder to find, like, actual hard copy CDs. Yeah, it is. I, I enjoy having the digital copies because I'm impatient, and if I know, like, like if I like on the day the Coheed and Cambry album came out, like, if I knew that that album was available and I couldn't have it at 6 a.m. the morning that it was out, I would be like... I need to listen to this. How do That's I listen? That's the problem with our society okay, today. Oh, we just want everything instantly. Okay, Bernie. Instant <laughs> gratification. <laughs> fucking yeah. earn it. It's all instant gratification. <laughs> no, it's, it's 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 excitement. I love that. Like it, it, there there is an excitement. But the thing is, I also you also have months and months of singles to get built up for the album. I've yeah. already waited three months at that. Yeah, point. That, that's true. <laughs> so yeah, that's that's my only argument against it. But. All right, what is the next question, Rich? Right, let's go with this uh, other big boy right here. Big boy. All right. Um, hey, guys. Guess what time it is? It's the road show. So, um, you didn't say premise at all. <laughs> <laughs> Please. It's a multi purpose bell, Tim. Don't that was very it. excited. Uh, yeah, the road show is like our biggest hit right now. Yeah. Uh, it's please open the road show. <laughs> open addendum one and describe the uh, photo to the listeners. Then we each determine uh, what we think the name of the object is, what the use of it is, and how much it's appraised for. It's the Antiques Road Show. So, 
Gentlemen, I have the picture in my hand. Looks like a clown. And it's a horrifying clown. Oh, God. <laughs> it's... Uh, oh, no. So, it's a clown with a... a like a gray like cylinder, maybe like a megaphone or a cone of some sort. Um, the clown is grasping the cone, and the cone is on top of a table with a green tablecloth on it. It, it almost looks like a ventriloquist dummy. A little bit. I think it's some sort it, of... It might be like some sort of animatronic thing. Can you show you, yeah, but, him? But it's definitely... Okay, thanks. From this very, very great... Closer. Closer. From this great quality Um, picture. Yeah, it's definitely some (laughs) sort of like (laughs) automaton or animatronic thing. It looks like something from like the 60s or 70s. I'd say it's from a puppet show or like a window display that moved... Yeah, because or like a small ride from a fair, kind of like it's a small world. It also has like a magic wand of sorts in the other hand. Mm-hmm. I feel like it is, yeah, like it's it gonna probably be like an announcer thing, just like come on, come on. Yeah, it, da, yeah. it, almost, it, it almost looks like one of those old fashioned like psychic animatronics, except it's obviously purposed I, for something else. But I think Tim is on the right track, where like it raises the 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 cup up. And it has a speaker in its mouth, and it says something. That may be, oh, it yeah. probably doesn't have a speaker in its mouth. They probably just had a track playing from somewhere well, nearby. So Maybe. we're going to go with animatronic Barker? Um, I mean, what are you going to go with? That's, that that's actually, what I'm thinking. That actually sounds like a very solid theory. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go 785. 785? Sure. Okay, <laughs> Tim, did you just pick the first three numbers that came to your head? He's looking at his keyboard. Um, yes, uh, yes, I did. Um, I did not look at my keyboard. <sighs> I think this thing is worth over a thousand dollars. I'm gonna go twenty five hundred for the animatronic carnival Barker. In the spirit of antiques roadshow drinking game, I am going to go higher than matt good call um <laughs> probably wrong i'm gonna go with 1689 all right i'm that's, uh that's less than what i had didn't you say you 12, said 2500 i thought you said 1200 no it's a 25 2500 oh well then i'm gonna split the difference between you and tim <laughs> the, the rose podcast right where no one listens middle, i thought you said 1200 <laughs> no man i could have swore you said um, 1200 Given that it looks like it's, it might be like almost life size mm-hmm. animatronic. I'm gonna go up there at about forty five hundred, mm-hmm. maybe more. Wow! Can I see the picture again? Because I feel like it's sitting on a table. But now that Richie said life size, I wasn't really paying attention to scale. Yeah, it's definitely sitting on a table, Rich. You're definitely wrong. <laughs> we'll, we'll see. Can you please stop moving closer? <laughs> um, so we've all got it locked in at an animatronic clown barker, basically. Yeah, I, I've got no better guess than that. Like, and we've all got our price point in at seven eighty five for Tim. Yeah. Yes. Twelve sixteen oh, eighty nine for sixteen eighty nine for Vince. Mm-hmm. Twenty five hundred mm-hmm. for Matt and forty five hundred for myself. Mm-hmm. It it also almost looks like. It could be some sort of like animatronic magician, but I'm not going to go with that. Yeah. All right. So, Rich. Yes. We have our bids. Yep. From the auction. The name of the item 
The name of the creepy clown item is a Lambert Magician Automaton <sighs> circa 1900. Its use, of course, uh, was an automaton for home decoration, not a toy. Now, <laughs> its value at auction. Now, in 2014, when this was originally appraised, this item came in at $10,000. Holy <laughs> fuck. My initial guess was going to be higher up, like more like 75, 80 to maybe even $11,000. I need like, to stop lowballing. Well, Rich, you would have been closer, but not quite there for what its current value is because they reassessed it more recently and its current value is $15,000. Wow. Yeah. Creepy ass yeah. automaton droid, 15 grand. So none of us got it right to what it was. We knew it was on Not a, even a, an automaton. Yeah. But besides that. I take credit for being the only person who actually said the word automaton. <laughs> I mean, you said you said magician at one point, but no, you, Vince you, said, you, magician. No, I said magician. I didn't say magician. Vince said magician, but didn't lock in his answer as magician and locked it in as a clown. Mm. So none of well, us gets points on that. <laughs> it's a clown I'm taking magician. My points on being no, Vince, the only it's actually a piece of paper. Word automaton. But <laughs> I get two points for being closest without going over. Therefore, I win. Congratulations, <laughs> Richie. You really did it. I'm the best at the road show. So there you have it, folks. Another great round of the Antiques Road Show. <laughs> Phenomenal. I'm amazing, guys. Absolutely remarkable. That was great! That whoever that winner. Yeah. You're so spot on. What an incredible job by that guy. <laughs> what uh, can I say? Rich, did what a is, great job. <laughs> I know. Phenomenal. They're probably so proud of themselves, one of us in this room. Uh, <laughs> Rich, what is the next question? All right. Um, oh, this is a good one. If your meal is wrong in a restaurant, do you complain or just live with it? It depends on how wrong it is. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, I my my aversion to uh, melted cheese is well documented on this show. <laughs> but if you put if I ask for a hamburger with no cheese and they put cheese on it, I'm I'm just going to deal with it. If I ask for a medium rare steak and then you you know the animal's still alive when you bring it to me, <laughs> I I will probably say something about that. What about you guys? Uh, it like you said, it depends. I know how hard, um, uh, like, uh, waiter waiter and waitressing is. Mm -hmm. it, it can be a very difficult job, especially if you have asshole uh, customers that you have to deal with. So if I order something in it and ask for like a cheeseburger with bacon, but it doesn't come with bacon, I'll wait till I get the check. And if they charge me for the bacon, I'll be like. I never got the bacon. Mm -hmm. But if they don't charge me for it, then I'm like, I still got my food. They're still going to get the normal tip that they get because right. this is a hard ass job. Mm -hmm. Like, I, I don't, I also might uh, not want to confront people. Um, Non-confrontational. Yeah, I'm just mm -hmm. like, let me, let me just let them do their thing. And mm -hmm. as long as, as long as I'm not getting sick, I'm happy. Tim, what about you? Um, I'm uh, it more or less what you guys <laughs> creepy as fuck. Uh, more or less what you guys like... said. It kind of depends how bad it is. Um, for the most part, I'm I'm not fucking picky. Mm -hmm. If I specifically ask for medium rare because they're never gonna undercook it. That's not a fucking thing. If it's a little medium, that's fine. If it's medium rare, I'm fucking loving it. Mm -hmm. Um, I I think. The biggest difference between me and Rich is that if I order something with something and it doesn't come with it, yeah. I'll probably be like, hey, 
just so you know, I ordered it with this. I don't really care. I just want to make sure I don't get charged for it because if you mentioned it earlier, whereas after you eat it, they're like, oh, I could have oh, fixed it for say you. anything. Yeah. You can't prove it wasn't on there, so I'm just thinking you're lying. So it, it to me, it's just a heads up of like, hey, this didn't happen. I don't really care because I've seen waiting too many times and there's no way I'm sending my food back <laughs> yeah. unless it's like fucking atrocious. Or just like, hey, you gave me fish. I ordered a cheeseburger because I don't eat fish. Like, I don't know what the fuck you did. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it really screwed the pooch. Because uh, I'm not trying to get any of that, like, nut dander on my burger. No, God. <laughs> oh, that nut yeah. dander. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've sent stuff back before, but that's only because it's been egregiously wrong. Or they just, like Tim just said, they sent the wrong thing. Like, Vin, Vince, just admit it. There weren't enough cucumbers on the plate. <sighs> My strawberry daiquiri doesn't have enough strawberries. <laughs> well, no, like we were just in Disney and I... Are these strawberries free range? <laughs> I ordered like a pasta dish with chicken and like they sent out a chicken salad. And I was like, that's not what I ordered. <laughs> so, you know... Yeah. The, I mean, that, that but, makes but sense. Yeah, but any any like little things, is you know, it's... Yeah. You, you gotta just... Especially with me and Becky have working in retail for so long we just kind of like you know mm. it's not the biggest deal in the world like mm. we can just deal with it and yeah we both you know going to richie's like tipping thing we both normally tip like 20 percent unless the the waiter or waitress was really bad mm-hmm. so you know it, it all just it kind of depends yeah when it comes to all that it, it's easy to tell if someone has worked in customer service themselves or not based off of their reaction to those kinds of things and yeah. also tipping like Vince mentioned like I start at 20 and then it's either like you unless you really fucking suck you're getting at least 20 yeah and then if you're good you get more than that mm-hmm. like 20 is just the bare minimum at yeah. this point to me. People argue 10 or 15%, but it's like with inflation and everything else, no, that doesn't fucking work anymore, especially if it's like, well, we only got $30 of food, so that's like, yeah, I'm not doing math in my head right now. No, yeah. that's not happening. But you get my point. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So uh, here's one. Have you ever had this happen? So um, my, so as, as I mentioned last show, my, my wife and I were in Pittsburgh this past week in a celebrated anniversary, and we went out to dinner on Saturday night at Lydia's a restaurant in the Cultural District in Pittsburgh. And we had a nice Italian dinner. They have like this prefix, a, um, you know, they had the pasta and you get a salad and you get dessert at the end. Um, and at some point they they found out, like, I think we told them like, oh, we're here for our anniversary. You know, they were like, oh, you celebrating anything tonight? It's like, yeah, it's our first anniversary. And so at the end of the meal, they brought out... Um, like a dessert, like a small dessert platter. And so it had like a ginger snap inside of like a chocolate mousse, uh, th- a chocolate mousse cup. And it had like a little bit of sherbet and it had like a, like a cranberry sauce type thing, but like a, like a sweeter sauce. And it was like a nice little, like, and they, and they took like chocolate syrup and drizzled it all over the plate. And it said, happy anniversary. Oh, it was this cool. really nice, cool thing. And they charged us $5 for it. <laughs> Are you serious? Did you ask for it? No. They, so then they were uh, aware yeah. that it was our anniversary, but I, that was it. We did not you, ask for it. You got that off the bill, right? No, I decided to dock it off. I decided to adjust the tip based on that. Um, so I did not tip them on the extra $5. Um, I just... Okay. Yeah. I just but, decided, like, I'm but, not tipping you off of that $5. Fine. I mean, I would have... Oh, set- I thought you subtracted $5 from the tip. Yeah. I was like, I don't know if no, that's no, right. No, no, I wouldn't have gone that for that. That makes... Yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. I mean, I, I would have said... I would have been like... I. 
didn't yeah. actually order this. Yeah. Candidly, yeah. I just didn't feel like putting a damper on the evening at that point. Yeah, yeah. Like if, if it was it's, five bucks. Like if it was it was five bucks, you know, yeah, <laughs> considering the amount of money we spent over the weekend for that, like it's it's not it's a like I think if it were a different occasion and they tried to stiff me or like stick me with something like that, I would have been like, yo, yeah. yeah. I, I completely agree with you. Mm-hmm. But I disagree because I would totally make them take that five dollars off my bill because yeah. I did not order it. They yeah. brought it to me mm-hmm. on their own accord. I didn't say I wanted it. I just said it's mm-hmm. our anniversary. Like, yeah, I'm not paying for this. Oh, yeah, yeah. It, it's absolutely something that I think I would have done in a different. I would have confronted them about in a different situation. But yeah, this is weird, but it's tasty. <laughs> and, anyway, and the other thing is we were going back. We had our wedding cake with us because it's our anniversary. <laughs> so we had our frozen like wedding the top layer of our wedding what, cake. Like, was it hard? How'd that go? Oh, it was actually great. <laughs> Are you serious? I'm, I You're the swear only you. person I've ever heard say it was good. I, yeah, every, I, every person I've talked to said it's absolutely hard. I couldn't <laughs> believe it myself because we had leftover. So we had leftover cake as well. In addition to the top layer, we went home with leftover cake that we put mm-hmm. in the freezer. And I tried that a few months ago and that sucked. Um, it was bad, but it was kept in like basically like a Tupperware container. This was like very, you know, tightly wrapped in saran wrap and everything like that. And it held up really well. I was very surprised by that. Becky and I did not save our top layer because we were both like, nah, we're not going to eat this a year from now. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. We're going to take home the leftovers. We're just not saving it for a fucking year. That's not happening. Oh, yeah. No, we took over. We took home the leftovers and there was a lot of fucking leftovers. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Actually, when does this episode come out? Do we know? Uh, We should. Uh, I'll be able to find it. It's probably so... I feel like we're when this comes sixth. out, we are less than a month to the official Brose wedding. The official wedding of the Brose podcast is coming up. Yeah, it's. Uh, I think this one comes out on August sixth. So, uh, yeah. Oh, then it's just over a month. It's just over a month, but we're almost there, man. How you feeling? Fucking losing my mind. <laughs> <laughs> it's stressful. Like so, the the last two years has been like, oh, we got plenty of time. Fuck it. And now I'm just like, fuck. I didn't do any of this stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is how I treat most things, unfortunately, because I'm a procrastinator. But, you know, well, that's getting done. I don't know what your wedding wedding planning was like, but that that's kind of what ours is like. Mm -hmm. You know, you can only do so much until right beforehand and then you have to do so much at once. Yeah, there's like a lull. Like you start out like, you know, hot out of the gate. Yeah, you get the venue, you get the cake, you get the floor. You know, you make sure you get all that stuff squared away and then you don't have to do anything. You take seven months off. Yeah. And then (laughs) we just did the cake. Invitations are out. We're waiting to hear back. And then once we hear back, we can do like figure out fucking seating and all that jazz. Yeah. Tuxes. We're waiting for people to get fitted and pay them out. Mm -hmm. I think I'm only missing two guys right now. Nice. Okay. You're making progress, man. Yeah. Tuxes look sharp. Your outfit looks sharp. Yeah, and uh, Mama Deets just picked her dress, so now we can figure out what color I'm going to wear because we thought she was going to wear the same color as my tie, and it's like, well, I guess we got to change it, and now it's not, and now we don't know what we're doing. Is that something you do? Do you color coordinate with the... Yeah, why, why are you wearing the same color as her? We're not. So the, the issue was that Martha wanted my color to be different from all the guys. So all the guys are wearing okay. green, and mine was going to be a different color. Okay. But then Martha's mom was leaning towards the same color, and it's like, well, we can't fucking do that. Uh, I understand. So she picked a third color, but it's close enough to both of the other two that it's like, eh, I don't know. So we'll see what happens. All right. Well, listen, man, as you said, at the time of this recording, you've got a little over a month left. 
And uh, the branding opportunities for the Brose podcast at this event are going to be phenomenal. If <laughs> you don't need think, a lot of those business cards, by yeah, the way. I was going to say, if you don't think these are going to be at every seat in that venue, <laughs> you are and sorely mistaken. I, I, I plan on this. Like, I <laughs> want them to be part of the play settings. I'm not kidding. Good, dude. 100%. We'll, we'll, we'll talk. We're going to make this happen. <laughs> um, what is... Do we have, we have one more? We have uh, one final question. Okay. Good, because right. I've already started class three. Attaboy. <laughs> Ooh, if you could bring back any fashion trend, what would it be? Jinko jeans. Oh, dude, I was thinking Jinko jeans, too. (laughs) Just because they're so fucking ridiculous, and I was too young to wear them. Honestly, I love bell-bottom jeans. Okay. Go ahead and at me. (laughs) (laughs) This is uh, at Vince Guida's head. Yes, at Vince Guida's head. No, yeah. it's not. Bell it's bottom. also the, the okay. underscore got at, but whatever the fuck that is. Did we ever get rid of oversized basketball jerseys on white dudes with uh, white T-shirts underneath? Yeah. No. That, Did that leave? That I, that left when all sports uniforms started getting like nice and snug. And, yeah, yeah. When they're actually showing off the athletic figure as opposed to like, you know. Just, being, just the athleticism. Yeah. Um, I still see it all the fucking time. Uh... Yeah, I'll, I'll go with that one because I'm not. I'm not really in. Yeah, that's that's the only one I can think of right now. Guys, you're all wrong. It's the mullet, hmm. dude. I could totally rock a mullet if I wanted to, but Becky right. would shoot me. Right? <laughs> Let's bring back Worth the mullet, dude, guys. Uh-huh. Oh my god! When we were in Disney, we saw this like little kid. He was probably like seven, and definitely from somewhere in Central America because he did not speak English. He had the craziest mullet because his entire head was basically like half an inch long like his hair and then everything in the back was like down to the small in his back really it was the most epic mullet i've ever seen and Mm -hmm. it was awesome because the kid was like seven yeah let's bring it back guys as we got it you bring it back as a party thing on business in the front party in the back yeah all right all right mullets have you have you guys ever seen the Ralphie May bit on mullets? No. No. <laughs> he goes on for like five minutes about the different kinds of mullets. <laughs> and my favorite, because I'm balding and also, I or I was balding at the time and now I'm just bald, um, <laughs> is the bald mullet, the bullet. <laughs> the bullet. That's awesome. So like what is Asian the bullet? Mullet, is just the like, murret. Like, like cue ball on top and then like you've just got a random tuft of long hair in the back? Yeah. I, I fucking guess. I, I mean, what else would it be? I I, I don't know. I, I can't. The concept of a mullet requires hair, typically. So you combine it with somebody who doesn't have hair. It's you know, it could be anything. Can, can we um can we backtrack to this question a little bit and pick a fashion that we would want to get rid of that's popular now? I mean, what yeah, would oversized you want to get rid of? Uh, basketball jerseys with white <laughs> t-shirts on white guys. What what would you want to get rid of, Vince? High waisted shorts on teenagers, because my god, it looks so fucking stupid. Mm, I don't know. I'm okay. Is that with still that. a thing? Oh it, yeah. <laughs> there, I can't tell you I, how many teenage girls were in Disney wearing like high waisted, like short butt shorts, and I was just like, what is like. I, I got nothing on that one. I like, mean, why is this still like popular? Like five years ago, Martha and I went to a concert and we saw a bunch of teens like that, and they're like, "What the fuck, mom shorts? What are we doing here?" <laughs> That's made a rally. Like the, mom, the mom, the mom pants, the quote unquote mom pants have made a, a bit of a rally. Yeah, like I, I, I don't know what it is, but it's still like popular and going strong. And then um, I was like going crazy to myself. I was like, "How mm. is this still popular?" Um, 
don't know if I have any other ideas on that. What fashion style would you get rid of, which Rich? Oh man, I really don't know. Mm. Uh, like, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Tim, do you have any ideas? Alright, I have an answer, but this is mostly because I follow a bunch of nerdy shit on Twitter and not based on what it's based on. Mm -hmm. This sounds really fucking weird, but if you know what this is, you're going to understand why I'm trying to separate myself from it. Okay. Uh, Twitter, like, cosplay girls doing the uh, ahigo, however the fuck you say that Uh, word, face. I I know exactly what you're talking about, Tim. (laughs) <laughs> I don't know if I should be I don't know like, what that is. cool, Vince, I'm glad you know what that means. Or like, Vince, why do you know I what that you. means? Tim, why do you know what that means? Because Somebody explain what it means. anime nerd. <laughs> no, Tim and, can explain it. Hmm? What, I don't what, want to explain it. That's my point. Is like, <laughs> Well, do the face, Tim. <laughs> I, I don't think I can do the face. <laughs> All right, Rich oh, is going to show me a picture. Rich, do you want to know how to spell it? Show me the face doesn't translate through microphones, guys. All right, let's. So, okay, so the Ahigo. All right, Richie, if you're going to look it up, you need to tur- turn your safe search off. Okay. All right. All right. Oh, uh, okay. So, okay. All right. All right. I get it. I get it. The, that's that's a thing. I it's yeah, well, cosplay a thing. Uh, cosplay girls. It, it, yeah, it's a like cosplay, cosplay. thing. Okay. I mean, or the whole uh, g- gamer girl. What the fuck's her name? Like the bitch selling her bathwater. Oh, um, Belle. What's her? Uh, Belle Delphine. Uh, De- yeah. Belle Delphine. What the yeah. fuck? <laughs> yeah, she does a lot of that. You know, I mean, look, dude. Did you? Did it's you not see, a fashion thing. Did you but see sorry, the article though? That the easiest segue. Some guy bought it for like three hundred dollars and then smoked it through his vape. People are idiots. I've heard that. And you know I've what? Heard a story that there's no human DNA and there's a lawsuit possible. Mm-hmm. I've heard all sorts of shit on Reddit. <laughs> Here's one that I've got a torn opinion on because I want to get rid of it, but also I want to be able to identify these people easily. Every T-shirt sold at a Jersey Shore stall on the boardwalk. <laughs> <laughs> I, do, oh, I want them to be gone, but I want to be able to be like, all right, noted whenever I see somebody who's got one of those on and they're walking around with the sun's out, guns out, or, you know, I'm not Gary, but 20 bucks is 20 bucks. I'm like, hilarious, dude. 2005 is back. Um, yeah. I take offense to this because my tank top right now is tie-dye and says, let's get weird. So fuck you, man. There's like 10% of this might have been... <laughs> There's like a subconscious part of me that might have been inspired by the Yeah, except see, Tim, we... I was also wearing my Sons Out, Guns Out t-shirt or tank top yesterday. Fuck you. But, (laughs) but Tim, when you look at the tank top you're wearing, you can tell it's not a Jersey Shore tank top. There's just something about the shirts that are sold at the Jersey Shore that you just slightly instantly. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's the big block font, very obviously ripped off. It's usually got like a, a copyright protected character on it, but they've changed their name to like Slam Diam or something, so it's okay. Um, Morky, yeah. Morky Moose. Morky, yeah. Fanatic <laughs> yeah. spelled with an F, it's fine. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, also, I don't need anything else. Uh, I don't need any merchandise or paraphernalia of any sort uh, that features Calvin pissing on anything. Yeah, yes. like, I'm done with it. Yeah, Agreed. Yeah. I get it. Oh, I like the Cowboys. So <laughs> Calvin pissing on the Cowboys logo. It's like, great. Awesome, man. So um, now you're calling me out for my Christmas sweater. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Him pissing Noel into the snow. You <laughs> son of a bitch. Tim, Matt just doesn't don't like, like your, me. Just tell me. Matt just doesn't like your choice of wardrobe. You know what I don't like? Tim, what kind of microphone do you have right now? <laughs> I'm going to punch you in the dick. <laughs> I hate I want to punch you in the dick brand microphones. Oh, hey, wait a minute. <laughs> um, all right. So those so, are all the questions, I think. Right? Yeah, those are our takes on fashion. Yeah. Um, 
Once again, I, uh, the best part of the show. Yeah. When we talk about fashion. <laughs> um, so we're at the end of the show. And typically this is the part where one of us has like a take or a, a opinion or something that they want to propose to the group. Um, and unless you guys have any objections, um, I... Are we running to Casnell's Corner? We're taking a trip, ladies and gentlemen, to Casnell's Corner. So, this morning, July 22nd, 2019, the year of our Lord, a trailer was released for a new movie entitled A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. Uh, this is a film, is a, is a biopic with starring Tom Hanks as Fred Rogers, who, of course, Fred Rogers, the beloved host of Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood, the PBS children's show that was on for 32 years. Um, now, Mr. Rogers was a wonderful person, morally straight, he was kind-hearted, and he was genuine. He wrote countless children's books and songs. He famously and publicly testified before Congress to get additional funding for PBS. By all accounts, Mr. Rogers was a wonderful man. The idea to create... A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood is stupid. There is no reason for this movie to exist. There is zero reason. If you will recall, folks, they just released a documentary of Mr. Rogers last year called Won't You Be My Neighbor? Now, for, for those who don't know, a documentary, uh, as, you, as you might recall, uses real footage of the person, which must have been easy to accumulate for that movie because Mr. Rogers was on public television for over 30 years. The premise of What Won't You Be My Neighbor, the new movie, is this. Ding. <laughs> Ding. Ding. I'm, glad, I'm glad somebody caught that. Um, the premise of the movie is this. A too cool, too cynical journalist profiles Mr. Rogers. You gotta do it. He said it again. So there's a too cool journalist. He profiles Mr. Rogers and his life has changed. Holy Moses, what an incredible concept. I'm guessing that the fictional journalist in the film what was changed by some of the insights that Mr. Rogers shared during his 30-plus year run as host of the television show Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood, which was, again, chronicling a documentary that was released last year, which used no fake characters except for Yo-Yo Ma. Given all of that, there is simply no non-craven reason for somebody to make a movie starring Mr. Ro Forrest Gump as Mr. Rogers in 2019. And if you watch the trailer, it's just Forrest Gump as Mr. Rogers. The only excuse is this. Crippling and unadulterated American thirst. If you combine You've got Mr. the wrong Rogers, soundtrack going, man. No, no, I, I, that's why I had to minimize it. We're going into Han the House of Hanson now with the music. But if you combine Mr. Rogers, beloved children's show figure, with Tom Hanks, who's a traditionally handsome, mid-60s Oscar winner with considerable gravitas, who has shown just enough of a sense of public humor and social conscience in public without being me too'd yet, Tom. <laughs> and you have the ingredients you need for the warmest coziest safety blanket in American cinema. You can practically hear the trailer. If you watch this trailer, you can practically hear it tell you, the world's a big scary place, guys. Why don't you snuggle on up to Forrest Rogers and wonder why our planet can't be more like the land of make-believe? That'll be $15, by the way. And it's true. Where's Wilson? The world is kind of scary right now. <laughs> we, the world is kind of scary. We have a soggy bag of Doritos in the highest office <laughs> in the land. Racial and social turmoil is abundant, and there aren't easy answers in sight for any of this. So go volunteer. Go become an activist for some cause. Go learn more about the pertinent issues of the day. And if you do need a little sugar at the end of the day, go watch the well-made Fred Rogers documentary that was released again within the last 18 months and don't throw any more dollars towards this craven cash grab disguised as comfort food 
Here, here. Anyway, other than that, I have no thoughts on the Fred Rogers movie. <laughs> it's just, it's so ploying and it's, it's so it, patronizing. It's like, it's, it's the dream come true. It's, it's Tom Hanks as Mr. Rogers. It's like, oh God. I, the, the, the problem is no one saw the documentary. Like, I, oh, I disagree to, with that. I wanted to I watch agree. a documentary. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen it. Like, and I, when I say no one saw it, like it, it's, it could have been an award-winning documentary, but it's not going to be an award-winning film. Mm-hmm. Whereas it's the production company, capitalism, trying to make a buck by capitalizing on this beloved character. Next thing you know, they're going to do a Bob Ross movie. You know they're going to oh, do yeah, a Bob that's Ross coming. movie. It's coming. Well, not until he's dead, but yeah. Bob? Or after the Bob Ross is dead. documentary. Bob Ross is dead. He died in 95. Did he die in 95? Yeah, yeah, Bob Ross had, is, uh, cancer. Yeah, he's been dead. Oh, oh. Yeah. Who the hell was I thinking of? Uh, I, oh, every, yeah, every, okay, everyone who's part <laughs> Bill, of the uh, Billy Mays is <laughs> also dead. Also dead. What, what is what is the term? Uh, the the um the pantheon of wholesomeness. Everyone has died. Hmm. Jim Hansen, Bob Ross, Stanley, um, Steve Irwin, Steve Irwin, Steve Irwin, Mister Rogers. They're all dead. Yeah, they're all gone. But I just. Something about that just didn't sit well with me. It's like it's it's too on the nose. I mean, I it's like, of course Tom yeah. Hanks is Fred Rogers. I'm like, it just I don't know. Yeah, Not like for me. I, I saw the trailer. I haven't watched it. I saw that it was released, and it hadn't. It, I am interested to see it to see the trailer at least. But I mean, it that's obviously not a movie that's going to be made for. I mean, it actually is a movie made for us, but us as in the people who but don't want to watch a documentary. Go see it. I I mean it's. This is, maybe, maybe for. Like, I don't think this is a movie made for us. It may be for a generation of us. I think it's made that for has our kids. It's made for our parents yes. because I think it's the combination of the Fred Rogers that their children watched as a kid growing up with Tom Hanks, who has an incredible Q rating with, uh, with p- people over the age of forty. Yeah. I mean, with everybody, but with people yeah. over the age of forty specifically, um, and. Yeah, I don't know. I just didn't like it. I, I, I agree, because people in our age range are going to watch the documentary because we want to know what actually happened. People older than us are going to go watch the Tom Hanks movie because I love Tom Hanks. Yeah. Well, well <laughs> it's seriously, I mean, look, it's just far, it's far as gone. I, I swear to God, just listen to it. I love Tom Hanks, though, <laughs> but I, do, I would much rather watch the documentary. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, I know how good of a guy he was. Like, I don't need this bio, this, this, this fictional biopic you can't I'd rather, fictionalize it anymore like, like they fictionalized it with having like the fake news media people or uh, that's what you said and he's like wait, wait, wait what are you referring to the 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 movie it's yeah yeah you it's mean a the biopic of, the the, the yeah. movie that's coming oh, out with the Tom fake Hanks. journalist yes 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 it's a right. fake journalist it's yeah a fictionalized story whereas we've got Unless I'm getting fiction and nonfiction wrong, because no, 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 you're you're nailing it. Yeah. So the, the the point of the film is there's this this fictional journalist who's like award winning, but he's very cynical, and he goes and does a piece on Mr. Rogers, and, and it changes his life. It changes his life. Yeah, like you fictionalize. I have something faith that, in humanity now. Yeah, exactly. And there's a line in the trailer where like his his wife or his his significant other says like, you know, when he, when he says I'm going to do this profile, on Mr. Rogers, she's like, don't ruin him for me. And it's just like, you know, it's setting it up to like the man who couldn't be ruined by any journalist or something like that. It's like, yeah, we know. Like, yeah. <laughs> we, we know, man, because we watched him on TV for 32 years and there's a documentary. Yeah. Mr. Rogers. It just came out last year. I think, I think the core of 
where all of this is stemming from from you mm-hmm. is the fact that he was such a public figure mm-hmm. it's like it, his story doesn't need to be told yeah through fictional medium not only does it not need to be told it was just told through nonfiction. like <laughs> it was already it was, done it was, there was a biopic about him like, right if oh, this was 15 like, years ago and you wanted to update it like like there was um the will will smith uh played muhammad ali in a biopic if you want to yeah. do muhammad ali in a biopic again now fine it's been you know 15 20 years or something yeah. like that but uh, yeah it, it's it's so much it's it's so much but anyway i get it yeah, that's my take. I just decided, I decided this morning. I was like, you know what? I'm gonna have a take about Mister Rogers. <laughs> I mean, it's, and it's not a take about Mister Rogers. It's a take about the new movie. No, he sucks. No, and he fuck Hollywood. Hollywood. So <laughs> if uh, and if uh, you want people to get in touch with your other horrible takes about Mister Rogers, where would they go? Well, there I've never had a bad take about Mister Rogers yet. <laughs> but if you wanted to see any more of what I had to say, my Twitter handle is M Casnell. That's M K A S Z N E L. What about you, Rich? Uh, my Twitter is B underscore Walnuts. How about you, Timmy? At Tim R. Hansen. And Vince. At the underscore Guida. At Vince Guida's head. The underscore Guida. The podcast, as always, is available <laughs> on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, SoundCloud, and tune in. If you have a question for the show, email it to brosequestions at gmail.com or interact with us on Twitter at brose underscore podcast. Or on Facebook, just at Brose Podcast. Um, special thanks, as always, to Mary O'Brien for compiling our questions, to Shannon Vogel for designing our logo. <laughs> that was on purpose. Yep. Uh, but you can Copyright. find her. But you can find her wares. <laughs> uh, you can find her wares and her designs on Etsy if you'd like to buy some. Uh, and our theme music is "When" by Stephen Siebert, which you can find at the Free Music Archive. Uh, Rich, what's going on with your podcast? Uh, That's not this one. Come check out uh, PodQuest. It's where all podcasts are. And listen to us talk about nerd shit at this point, August 6th. We're probably still talking about Marvel Ultimate Alliance because I love that game so much. Uh, I co-host the Keystone Coast to Coast podcast with Eddie Provident. Uh, We're currently in a technical difficulties phase while Eddie uh, reconstitutes his laptop to make it suitable for recording so that the podcast won't crash 20 minutes in. Every time, uh, but uh, but by this time we'll probably be getting ramped up into football season and doing some football previews. And of course, I edit the Under Pressure podcast, the hidden story of pregnancy and preeclampsia. Say goodbye to the listeners, everyone. Bye. Goodbye. Windows nachos. For Tim Hansen, nachos. for Rich Sweeten, for Vince Guida, and the entire Action Moose team. My name is Matt Casnell, reminding you as always. Move to be smart about being stupid. Move.